The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your day All the way from England to the USA The great song debate from yesterday and today The Limey and the Yank are gonna rock your way Spreading the love, spreading the joy With the music we play Oh, thanks for that, buddy. I love it. All Did right, you ever so rock a pompadour like Little Richard? I used to have head called head banging, you know, where you shake your head. Oh, I and am definitely familiar with head banging. <laughs> so we don't funk and we give tribute to soul and all that stuff. But I want to get down to more of the islands now and give tribute to island music with reggae man. Yeah, man, play the music, reggae. Reggae has been such a great influence on changing people's lives, enjoying themselves. And I, I guess there's no sad reggae music. Or if there is, would you tell me one that you know of? Because I don't know. And I'm going to go with, uh, it is my turn, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that, I'm going to add on there that, yeah, reggae kind of seems pretty easygoing. It has a lot of things that, you know, it talks about things that matter to it. It's not afraid to be social and stand up and speak out. And at the same time, it informed a lot of other genres like dance hall and like ska. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You, we've talked before about how The Police, the album Ghost in the Machine, I was just listening to that the other day, entirely right. influenced by Jamaica. Yeah, but they had to go to Montserrat to get that feeling and to record it and to spread that. Like we talked about before, it's all about island people. For some reason, being from a little island and my performer who I want to give honor and credit and love to is Desmond Decker. Absolutely amazing. Desmond Decker from Jamaica. Um, 1941 to uh, 25th of May 2006, we lost him. God bless you, Desmond. He has such an unusual style with his dancing and his he did his facial movements and stuff. But as soon as you saw him, you loved him. Um, he basically, even before the king of kings and reggae, Bob Marley, he put reggae on the map, man. Um, he was a regular churchgoer, but in all this music, a lot of it does come from gospel and it comes from the heart. And that's what makes it different. A lot of sing, whether it's Aretha or whether it, it comes from almost like preaching in their own world and sharing the love and affection and joy of that, you know? Yeah. That's what I'm saying anyway. Um, he was a, I didn't realize this, he was a tailor, actually. And uh, he became he became a, uh, a welder and he auditioned uh, and he didn't make it. He auditioned at a couple of labels. And, but the people that he worked with, as he was um, welding and stuff, loved his sound and his voice that he said, come on, Desmond, 
you have to do it, man. You have to keep on going. So they kind of give them the inspiration to keep, you know, because when you get rejected so yeah. many times, you fall down. But thank goodness he didn't let that deter him. And he kept on going. And how wonderful and, to have uh, the people around you cheering you on, because that is a hard battle. You deal with a lot of rejection. And sometimes you can be really talented and just not have that lucky moment that gets you out there. You are so right, brother. And out of all the labels that rejected him, he came back and there was one label that brought him onto uh, fame was Treasure Island, uh, which was... Uh, the biggest successful song that he ever did record label but yeah and uh he had hits like 007 shanty town um yeah i haven't heard 007 that's interesting yeah uh it me and you can get it if you really want and did i send that to you if you can get it you can get it if you really want no you sent me a different one that's Should okay. I name it? No, 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 because I'm gonna remember it because it's my favorite. The Israelites. Yes. <laughs> oh, the Israelites. But that is a that ever... is a unique and interesting tune that I actually, when I heard that, I remembered from my childhood. Didn't know who it was, but I remembered hearing that when I was really little. I love it. Me too. I was real little, not quite as little as you. But uh, another song I love is "You Can Get It If You Really Want." I don't know what he wants you to get. For whatever it is and you want it and you love it i say go for it but to all the israelites out there let's do it brother all right let's here put we it go out there. desmond decker the israelites I love that. That is great when he talks about Bonnie and Clyde. He's yeah. like educating people not to go into crime and not to bring up movies again. I just watched that again, the old movie, uh, Bonnie and Clyde with Faye Dunaway. Oh. Um, absolutely amazing. But he put that in his lyrics, not to, uh, you know, jump out of our, our mold. No, but while we're on that subject of island music and island sounds, we've got one other one that you sent to me that I also had picked. You picked it, the same one as me? Same one, yeah. How dare you? <laughs> How dare I? Yes. Get your, get your own music. Okay. Well, it's like I, the Hendrix shirt. It was just a thing that happened. That's right. Yeah. Jimmy. Hey, we'll Jimmy. wear the Hendrix shirt today without calling each other ahead and saying, are you going to wear the Hendrix shirt? I'm going to wear the Hendrix shirt. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, what you got there? Well, the one that you and I both agreed was a fantastic tune was by Bob Marley. I think the whole planet has heard of him. Bob Marley, the king of reggae, man. There's yep. no, no mistake in that, that's for sure. And so, yeah, one of the staples is, is this love? That's right. I did put it down, but you can do it for me. 
great choice. And it is love. And this is love. And this is sharing with all. And I, I don't know. I'm starting to get more emotional in my It's, it's old really age. hard to be in a bad mood when you listen to this song or much of his music. I mean, you can't sit there and just be angry or sad. You, you listen to it and it just kind of goes, you know, things are going to flow just like the speed. It'll be all right. Just kind of oh. move forward one rhythm at a time, one yeah, measure just, at a time. It'll be all right. Black History Month, it should be Black History Year, and everybody should have a share, no matter what we are. We are all the same, and we're here to promote and share and equality and sharing with our brothers the love, the joy, and the talent that you have given us over the years. February was a really difficult month for me personally, and I tell you this because this kept me going. I could not wait to do this episode. And at the same time, I kept thinking, but I have to not do them, and I have to leave them out because there's just, there's only so much time. We're already over an hour right now, so we're getting close to the end of our run of our picks, but there's a huge, of course, catalog of so many talented Black artists that are worth celebrating. Amazing. I couldn't have said it better. Okay, let's do it. Let's All get, right, let's Is This Love going. by Bob Marley. I don't know if we can finish with anything better than that. This I is love, love the breezy rhythms and the gentle percussion, just kind of accenting everything else that's going on in that song. It's great. Not that I've run out of talent, because there's hundreds and hundreds of other talented black musicians, artists, producers out there that have. But you know, I I have to mention and. We haven't mentioned him, and just just like um, Barry Gordy, I'd watch a documentary on Quincy Jones too. Oh, cool! Which, yeah, which has been such a huge influence in my life. He produced Sinatra, a lot of the white talent out there, and the body of work which Quincy Jones have done over years. Quincy, we have to give you special mention. He did The Wall for Michael Jackson, probably his best album of all time. Uh -huh. Oh, but he did the other one. He did the really the biggest album of Michael Jackson's career. He was also the one who arranged and produced Thriller. Thriller, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could have a, a show just about him, which would probably take a full day. But I just wanted to make special you know mention to him um you know with him and barry gordy the two godfathers that created some of the most wonderful music of our time that and that production just, on thriller just blows my mind all of the ways those sounds were woven together in the 80s the the rhythm and, and sound of billy jean is iconic oh, the uh, arrangements and his history of you know, like I say, Sarah, 
Sinatra, Ray Charles, Sarah Vaughan, Count Basie, Duke Ellington, and another great documentary about him on Netflix. Get ready, get settled awesome. in for your, your marathon. Just turn on Netflix and start going through all the musical documentaries and you'll find Spend so the many. day, get your popcorn out and just enjoy <laughs> yourself. All right, we have to stop. I want to carry on because I could talk about, like I say, many, many more great African-American talent. And I know you could, but we wanted to share our love, affection and joy to everybody out there and to especially honoring the month. I have to of... I have to bring up one particular artist that I absolutely could not miss no matter what because I feel like he is probably one of the the greatest musicians of the 20th century. And I've written a bio for him. I want to take a moment and I want to talk about Prince. Cuz I still miss him. I really do. Minnesota? Yes. He was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 1958. And his parents were part of a musical trio, but despite a strong affinity for music, Prince was also a gifted ballet student, and that's why throughout his life he always had a great deal of respect for dancers. His family life was really difficult growing up, partly due to divorce, but he worked really hard to get into the music scene in the 1970s. He recorded his own demos. He was always looking for bands to work with, and to give you some idea of how gifted Prince was, on his first album, 1978's album, For You, he didn't just write, produce, arrange, and compose all the music. He also played the parts for all 27 instruments on the album. That was entirely, that was him. It was his whole album. And that was just the beginning of a prolific career, because 1979's self-titled album, Prince, hit the charts. Warner Brothers picked him up, and he brought in this wave of funk, jazz, synth, pop, and soul fused together into popular music with songs like 1999 and Little Red Corvette. He was the opening act for the Rolling Stones. He set up the band The Time, which you may know from Jungle Love. He set up that band as a side project, and oh yeah, he was also blowing up the charts with the album 1999 and the semi-biographical film and album Purple Rain. So, I mean, he was all over the map, and his his unique look blended funk and glam into a style that was kind of all his own. So, in the late 80s, he then took that a little step forward and started weaving androgyny into the mix with the album Love Sexy and the imagery from that. But he wrote so many songs, and he wanted to produce so many albums that two things happened in Prince's career that were really pivotal, pivotal for him. The first was... His music label became a chief point of frustration for him because they tried to put the brakes on his career. They didn't want him to oversaturate the market with a lot of music. But the other is he wrote a huge number of songs for other artists to turn into hits, including The Bangles, Sheena Easton, Sinead O'Connor, Sheila E., and a lot more. You can, you can get the best sense of this by listening to this album called Originals, which is Prince doing his own studio recordings of songs like Manic Monday, Nothing Compares to You, and more. So then the 90s come along, and he gets into R&B and hip-hop. He does the Black Album and Come. And, of course, he's also riding a second wave of popularity because he recorded the Batman soundtrack for the Tim Burton Batman film, 
and people went crazy for bat dance oh my god but it also had some hits like party man electric chair he duetted with sheena easton in the arms of orion which you and i have had on the show before and so we got to come to the other bit though the name change the controversy the way prince got around that item one that i mentioned above that really frustrated him he combined the male and female symbols that were so popular in the 1960s to design his own symbol that has since been called the love symbol and so to get around contract restrictions by Warner Brothers that were keeping him from getting that big back catalog he built up released, he changed his stage name to the love symbol. That word for it. The, he changed his, his stage name to the symbol, and that enabled him to keep going because technically he wasn't being Prince at that point. So he began releasing albums even faster so that he could fulfill the requirements of his contract with Warner Brothers and keep doing his own thing. And as a final act of protest, he began writing the word slave on his face when appearing in public. And the reason he did this is any pictures of him would be an instant reminder of exactly how he felt of Warner Brothers treatment of him. So we move forward to this three disc box set emancipation, which is just this mega sprawling saga. It was his first recording when he was free of Warner Brothers. And from there, he used EMI to distribute his work and didn't have that kind of you know, close control that Warner Brothers did, and he set up his own website so he could sell directly to his fans. When he did that, I immediately ordered the crystal ball set off of the website. I'm like, yes, absolutely. Here you go. Here's my money. I know it's going straight to you. But he continued to use the love symbol until his Warner Brothers publishing contract expired. And yet he was still writing hits for other artists. He was recording covers of some of their works, like uh, Every Day is a Winding Road, you know, he, and, um, he was touring, he was doing pay-per-view concerts, he continued to win Grammys, a BET Lifetime Achievement Award, and more while also setting up a deal with Arista that was a lot friendlier to what he wanted to do. So he really is an amazing and talented person. He, he did so much for music, and I just kind of love to listen to that original set because it reminds me that some of my favorite memories of the 80s weren't just Purple Rain or... Um, you remember the song Raspberry Beret that sounded really Beatles-like? Okay. Yeah. Good song. I love all of that, but I have nothing to play for you from Prince. I, oh, cannot, you... I, I cannot do it. I can't because... Why? This show does everything it can to fall within not just fair use, but any legal copyright stuff. The stuff we do, we're not breaking any laws, but we are subject to the fact that the the bots that kind of police the internet typically lock us out, shut us down. We've got all the copyright notes and everything crediting everybody, even in this particular stream that you're watching now. But I tell you all of this because if anything would shut us down, if you think the Beatles was bad, trying to play Prince online is not going to work out. It will not end well. It would immediately bring down, I don't know, the band hammer, the copyright fairies, whatever you want to call it. But <laughs> I, I, I can't play any of his stuff. I can just tell you to go find it. I don't know if it's easy to find on YouTube. I haven't bothered trying to look because I know that early on in YouTube's career, he went out of his way to shut down anything. Like even if a video had his music playing in the background on the radio while someone was talking, that got a takedown notice. So, Oh, well, overprotective, which is good, but at least you directed people into 
pulling up and recognizing. And what a great tribute to Prince, buddy. Well-deserved, one of the top of all times, style, talent, everything. That is amazing. And that's a good way to finish off the program. And i just like to say Black History Month and to all our black brothers, soul sisters, and everybody out there that we talked about, and anyone that we haven't mentioned, we love you too. We just don't have the time to do it. But we just wanted to give love, honor, and respect, and dedication. And to say, without you, there wouldn't have been any Elvis Presley, Beatles, no British invasion, even though we're still coming, folks. No British invasion. Uh, no, no stones, no stones, and uh, no great music, you know. And thank goodness we were elbow in Europe and everything to grab hold of this initial talent and to share it and to do our version. But like any version, the original versions are always the best, whether it's Please Mr. Postman or I don't know. The list goes on. That's another story. You know what, but, though, buddy? We've been doing this show. This is year five of wow. classic rock battles, the Limey and the Yank. And still one of our most popular sets of downloaded episodes is the Brothers of Soul, Sisters of Soul set that we did. Hey, that was all the you, way back in season one, and people still love it today. Without you, we wouldn't be here right now. So I'd just like to say, God bless you. God bless the month, which is dedicated to our black brothers and sisters again. And we love you, and we respect you, and we are all one and united in the United States. And thank you so much. And let's uh, hopefully in the future, now things are settling down, brother, and we're getting back to a little bit of normalcy. We'll be back as one and socializing. And God bless and give thanks. And thank you kindly. So I just like to say from the Limey, we love you. Thank you for sharing the love, dedication and all the wonderful contribution that you have done in the world of music, because without you guys, we would be nothing, and we wouldn't even be talking. Well, maybe that's good, because I wouldn't have to talk to him as much, but it's well, not yeah, good. But then eventually you stop talking, and I'm able to say, <laughs> I'm, I'm blown away by the number of black artists that have influenced my love of music for the entirety of my life half a century on this planet all the people that came before all the people now there's whole decades that we haven't been able to talk about today that still blow my mind i still listen to a lot of stuff from the 90s for example and it's fantastic the the musical contributions of black artists is unforgettable undeniable and massive and on that note we have one more song that we should probably fade out the show to. Okay. And I'll give you a little hint. T-shirt day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy. Yeah, that's right. 
we got a Hendrix song in our playlist. Let's go ahead and do that. Let's roll out this oh. with a classic, amazing guitarist. We've talked about him in our Woodstock episode. We've talked about him before. He was a unique person. It wasn't just his his mind and the fact that he was an unusual left-handed guitarist. It was the fact that his hands were actually physically had really long fingers that could wrap around the frets and let him do stuff that other people didn't. His ideas were amazing. So here we go, folks, just to say goodbye and thank you and celebrate right, Black just, History Month uh, as it I comes gotta, to a I close. Gotta, I got to cut you off. Jimmy, you're one of my favorites of all time. You're one of the best guitar players, songwriters, and without you, I don't know what i do, man. Mm-hmm. All right, we're going to finish with Jimi Hendrix. I love you. God bless you in heaven and rock and roll heaven. And thank you, everybody, for watching and listening to us. we got a great show coming up, and we got more great shows and passion and love, and we love you. Thanks for all our fans and for all the people that listen to the Limey and the Yanks. 75 countries <laughs> around the world. <laughs> we love you, and we do it all for you. So God bless you. May it be a great year. And we're going to finish off with probably the best guitar player ever to hit the scene in this century, in this world, Jimi Hendrix. Jimi Hendrix and his anthem, Purple Haze. Go out there and look for more of his music. Listen to that massive back catalog he's got. But here you go. Here's his most famous. Thanks, everybody. Take care. We'll see you soon. We'll see you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Hey, kids, time to go for now. But don't forget, you can always find us on Facebook, on LinkedIn, and on Twitter. And you can stop by our YouTube channel, where we've put playlists together of all of the episodes and the seasons. So you can let those roll and have a lot of fun reliving your memories with the original, full versions of the songs. We also have the website, thelimeyandtheyank.com, where you can go download MP3s of your favorite songs from Amazon. We really appreciate you listening to the show. And the most important thing to us is please keep sharing with us your stories, your memories, your favorite songs. Give us feedback. Tell us how we're doing. And please do keep tuning in wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again. 